You're listening to TOSE, The Other Side Enterprise, where we are committed to bringing you to the other side, taking you from dreams to possibilities and on to reality. Listen in on talks for business and life coaching starting right now with your host, Tiffany Rufino. Hey, everybody. I'm Tiffany, and I am here with the hip hop to my R&B remix, Mr. Rufino. Yo. Yo. UMTV Raps. I missed that show. Um, but anyway, I could go wow, off that on. That takes me back. Yeah. <laughs> I want a t-shirt now that says that. But I have, anyway. Like images of Lauren Hill and like Wu-Tang just. Anyway. <laughs> That's a whole other topic for another day. Welcome back to the Other Side Enterprise podcast. Uh, we are so close to 500 downloads. So thank you for sharing and for subscribing and for uh, providing a rating and even just giving ideas or being willing to be a part of the show. Uh, having you as the Other Side family means so much. So yay, we're getting there. Um, today, we're going to talk about courage. And I know that people have different forms of courage and different definitions of courage. But what we're talking about is a personal development type of courage. Uh, what pushes you to go from being comfortable to being uncomfortable, whether it's in personal growth or whether it's in your career, uh, which also relates to being personal growth. And we're going to talk about different scenarios that we've had where uh, we felt, you know, we needed the courage to do something different and uh, what the results were from that. And I think a good thing to talk about, Jeff, would be what courage is uh, compared to being brave, uh, which you and I were both kind of discussing right before we started. And uh, if if you want to tackle that, because I think you explained it pretty good. Well, if you start with bravery, I would say bravery is jumping in without fear into a situation that can pose a, a threat, danger, that kind of thing, where courage is having the fear, knowing that you're scared and uncomfortable and doing it anyway, you know, going and it may not be something like jumping into a battlefield or something. It, it can be as easy as doing something that makes you uncomfortable that you're not used to a new routine or something and that's not always easy though you know because you said it could be as easy as but maybe the task could be as simple as for some people but yeah. for other people it's really outside their comfort zone and they don't know what to do i think we are in that period right now with this uh COVID-19 going on and a lot of people have the opportunity to be at home or sheltered wherever they're at and this is where the creativity comes out right and this is also where I've been referring to it as like the renaissance remix that I really think it's the new dawn of arts for people whereas you have apps like TikTok which was around for a while but it's really taking off because that's all people have time to do is watch that, right? And uh, drive-in movie theaters. Or film it. Or film it, right. And drive-in movie theaters are becoming a thing again because people can't sit too close. So movie theaters are like, all right, so what's the next creative thing we could do? Sometimes you've got to go back to what you know works. And so that's that's pretty cool that we're going retro with that. And then there's just, you know, different opportunities to be creative, to be artistic, to, uh, you know, create whether it's artwork itself or songs or podcasts or blogs or, you know, um, just learn new thing things and absorb information. Um, you know, I think that's a, a positive thing to look at from the outcome from this COVID-19, if anything else. 
They say necessity is the mother of invention, and it's usually like if I need a hose, somebody will come along and invent it. But also, you know, some people need to pay their bills or to eat or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that brings on that creative process of how can I provide for my family when I don't have the the means that I that I had, you know, a few weeks ago. Right. And that's where Etsy comes in. That's where creativity comes in and in selling what they create. That's part of where Limitless Adornments came in, you know, one of our sponsors, um, you know, where they got creative. And instead of just making something that is geared towards the masses, it's, you know, how do we custom make it for you and uh, create something beautiful for your home? And so when I think about courage for me, and I think about different things that I've experienced in my own personal growth, one of them was going back to college, uh, you know, maybe about a year or so ago. And I didn't realize I only had a short amount of credits that I had to do. I think it was maybe, I want to say 35 credits that I had to do to get my associates, something along those lines. But I hadn't been in school that was a traditional college in a long time. The only thing that I had done was um, not the only thing that I had done, but I, I went for cosmetology school, which is different than going to college, right? Because it's hands on and it's a trade and, and that sort of thing. So going to a classroom setting and going back to like math and going back to science and going back to English and just trying to get that structure again. Um, I was nervous. I was very nervous and I was, uh, doubting that I would be able to finish it because I started to get in the zone that I was in when I first started it back after I graduated high school. And I started to get into that, oh, this is boring. I don't want to go through this. I don't want to do this. But it was also that point where, you know, sometimes when you don't want to do it is a time where you need to do it. And I felt this inner push that was kind of like, you know, when you take two magnets and you <laughs> take like the same sides, like you have the positive to positive and you're trying to push them together so that they stick and they keep pushing each other apart. That's kind of what I felt was happening inside my mind. And uh, I had to battle it out and just like push through it. And I'm like, okay, it's just one class at a time. I could always, you know, just do better. I could do greater. I could do greater. And a lot of uh, my friends that hear this podcast know that one of my sayings is, you know, how do we take it from great to greater? And I think about that for myself daily. How do I do one thing that's greater than I did yesterday? And even if it's just, you know, like, especially with these times right now, it's okay, I did a task, I, I cleaned something, or I got rid of stuff, or, um, you know, I, I went and I watched a video and I learned something. It's, that's my internal passion is to take myself from great to greater and to grow myself. What about you? I think uh, one of the things, I mean, I remember when you were going through the school thing. You were here. Uh, yeah, we, we, <laughs> we, we kind of lived close, close to each other. <laughs> you helped me study um, <laughs> through the tears. <laughs> I don't understand logic. But, <laughs> Why does A equal B? <laughs> but the, the, the thing that I noticed is that the first few days, you were you had to kind of will yourself into the routine and then as you did it more and more, you kind of got used to it. You said, okay, every on Tuesdays, I'll do this specific thing at this time. And on Thursday, it, it almost became like second nature. You, you weren't questioning it. You just knew you got out your book or your, uh, your iPad or whatever, and you started just going through it. Uh, I remember there were uh, certain 
tests that you took at certain times. Mm -hmm. um, and you just knew. So there's something that, that comes with like after you have the courage to take that first step, it starts becoming routine similar to like if you look at the job that a lot of people had or maybe the job that changed, right? Like you may have been going in and now you're working from home. That job at one point had its first day and you weren't comfortable. Mm. You're comfortable now because you've done it for a while, but now you're doing a new thing. Mm -hmm. And so eventually that will be the thing that you're used to. Mm -hmm. And I think with at least the college piece for me, which is more of the personal side of the courage, my personal uh experience with it is that I had a lot of people that knew about it. So they were my accountability in a way, like you knew about it, you know, my family knew about it, I had friends that knew about it, and they were constantly asking me about it. And not in a way where it's like, did you do your homework? Did you do this? Did you do that? It was just like, hey, how's it going and touching base. And I felt like I had them as partners to keep me inspired to go because I wanted to be able to come back and tell them something good. I didn't want to sit back and tell them, oh, well, I didn't do that homework. And, you know, I had a friend that was also uh, going to school at the same time, too. And so we would challenge each other, even though she was she's phenomenal. She's going to be like a doctor. It's completely different than what I was going for. But we would try to beat each other in grades, no matter what the class was. It was just like, oh, yeah, I got a 4.0 in this and I got a 4.0 in that. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, I got three of them. And, you know, that sort of thing. Just fun banter to keep each other going. Um what about you? What's a, an experience that you've had where you've taken yourself from being comfortable to uncomfortable? Well, in my work life, I'm a, I'm a weird guy. I'm self-taught in a lot of things. But in work, I up until a few years ago, I was in one industry for probably 15 years. And it turned out there, there was a point where I decided this is as far as I can go with this industry. It's not going to get any, uh, I'm not going to have any further growth. But for me to change, uh, to change horses, so to speak, I had to start at the bottom again. And so I know at that time when I changed careers, it was, uh, we had to have a conversation because I was taking a pay cut and I was coming into a company brand new off the street without any of the accolades that I had from any of my previous employment. And it was, it was a challenge for someone like me that, um, I tend to like the fact that I, I go into places and people, Oh, there's Jeff. He knows what he's doing. I had to go to, into a place where Jeff was just that guy who just started who is that guy? And, you know, prove yourself again. And do I still have it? Do I still, am I still able to start at the bottom somewhere and reestablish that, that track record or what have you? So I know, um, and, and we're being delicate with naming the companies, um, anybody that's a listener and that's part of our circle, they, they know the companies already. But let me ask you this, the company that you were with for 15 years, had it been another opportunity that is not the company you're with now, would you have done the same move? It depends because in, a, in addition to like there's courage, but there's also being smart, right? So prior to me making the change, I did a lot of research. 
And I wanted to make sure it wasn't just grass is greener. It was grass is greener because, right? So the thing that I was missing in the industry I came from, I wanted to make sure I was going somewhere that had that thing. So if it had been another another company that didn't have what I was looking for, and in that case, it was a, a specific type of development, specific type of personal development, and a, a specific career path that was lacking prior. So if that was missing, I don't think I would have make that, made that same leap and taken that gamble. I took the gamble because, not that it was a guarantee, but it was it was there. There was something there that could... The possibilities were there for yeah. you to take advantage <clears throat> of. And I think that really defines how you and I both operate and how we completely operate differently from each other, uh, which is why, you know, we're the match that we are. Um, but I think about how you plan <laughs> and how you're analytical and thinking about things. And I just jump in and figure it out as I yeah. go. Uh, it, it's funny. I was speaking to my friend Debbie today and we were talking about uh, putting together furniture and we both talked about how we never look at the instructions. We just figure it out and by putting it together and then wonder why we have 12 extra screws laying around. <laughs> 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 I know like when you and I, especially when we've had to put together Ikea furniture, you want to look at the booklet and I'm already starting to put things together. Yeah. And so absolutely. <laughs> sometimes, um, and we've learned this uh, through our marriage. We've talked about this. There was a book. Um, I, I don't know if it was songs of love or like about life, but we were talking about, um, you know, does your partner think first when approached with a situation, do they act first or do they feel something about it first? And knowing what your partner does first and how much time they need for each piece of those uh, helps you in working together because you can respect their decisions more and moving forward. So you think about it first. I probably. And second and third <laughs> and fourth and fifth. And I've already moved on to yeah. acting on it mm -hmm. and then um, thinking. And then I have those feelings later where I'm overthinking it. So I kind of go back and forth on, on those pieces. But I definitely think that I, I rush to action on some things. Uh, but. The other piece is um, one thing that I did was I changed careers, right? Uh, early on, I went from retail, and then that was around the whole uh, economy when I, the economy crashed, and I decided, you know, a trade would be good. You helped me in that conversation. That was something we planned out. Is that something that was going to be what I wanted to do? And um, thankfully, I did, and I the universe has all the puzzle pieces put together, let me tell you, because if you have a chance to talk to Jeff and hear his story through his career, especially once he came down to Florida, everybody that was in his life at that time was put there for a purpose and it all resulted in greatness. You know, it's it's just your story is so freaking cool. But uh, going back to me, let's talk about me. I go to cosmetology school and then I'm introduced to... Uh, you know, a mentor of mine, Adrian Harvey, who's just uh, still in my life and, and still such a, a powerful force in my life. And, you know, she helped me with different ways of thinking about things. So I wasn't always so hard on other people or hard on myself. Um, and then we maintained our friendship after school. You know, she I consider her family. I know you do too. We've been to concerts and just hung out like and been through rough times together. And um, 
there came an opportunity after I had left school a couple years later where she asked me if I would be the speaker at the graduation for the school. And I was like, oh, no, there's there's just no, I, yeah. no, mm-mm, not happening. You remember, I was like, mm-hmm. I was petrified. There's no way I'm going to speak. <laughs> and, and I was like, there's no way that I'm going to speak to a, a group of people in an auditorium that I don't know with, you know, all these public officials and things like that. And she said, you know, she called me because I texted her because I was in that panic moment. And she said, Tiff, what I want you to do is think about it. I don't need an answer right now. I know that you'll do great. This is something that I really, really think you should do for yourself. She was like, but people need to hear from you. So let me know. And I said, okay. And so, you know, I wanted to throw up, dry heaved a couple of times thinking about it. I still had like four months before this was even going to happen, but um, I ended up doing it. I wrote a speech out and I remember um, my, my boss, Tracy, was away for work. But I called her because I was having like one of those uh, panic moments. And I said, I'm going to speak at this graduation and I, and I, I need to read you my speech and I need you to give me feedback on it. And she was like, OK. And so I didn't know she had somebody else on speaker <laughs> like she had me on speaker while she was listening with somebody else in the room and they loved it. And I felt like, OK, so I have that accountability. I have people supporting me in this and I did it and I survived. And so that gave me opportunity to do other things in my career where I could be a voice and know that I was going to survive at the end of that. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, when they, when they, people go, it wasn't that bad. I think you and, um, a lot of your colleagues, what's the thing that you guys say to, to each other? Like afterwards, like, but did you die? <laughs> yes. That, but did you die? But that, that, which we stole from the hangover, <laughs> but it's, it's really, I mean, not to put, not to make it, too like comedic or to talk down anybody's anxiety but in reality a lot of times when you go through some of these things when you come out on the other side you look at it and you're like oh that wasn't so bad yeah but you know what you have to do that and so when we um come back from our break i want to talk about how not to rob somebody of an experience hey other siders are you looking for the perfect decoration to adorn your home with Or what about a seasonal wreath for your favorite holiday, exactly the way that you want it? Limitless Adornments creates beautifully unique, 100% custom wreaths all year round. Each wreath is handmade and custom made to celebrate your favorite holiday, hobby, or just to place in your home. If you're interested in placing a custom order for your own personalized wreath, look up Limitless Adornments on Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy to make your perfect wreath a reality. Mention the other side to receive 10% off your first order. So before we were talking about our personal experiences and where, uh, well, at least for you, it was business-wise where you made a business decision to change the companies that you were working for. With me, I shared about how I made, um, you know, different decisions in order for me to have personal growth and uh, due to the times that were changing where I had to make a, a different decision and a life change. And so we could flap our gums all day and, and tell our listeners, hey, you'll be fine. Look, we survived the changes that we've made. But in the end that we can't rob them of that experience, because what happened for me is that um I was able to continue to challenge myself and push myself to the next 
level in whatever I was working on at that time. However, if I had somebody in front of me that didn't have those experiences and I told them, hey, I did this, that and the third. Now I'm fine. You'll be fine. Then they're kind of borrowing my confidence and um, going based on what I said without the experience to back it. And so here, let's kind of bring that back a little bit. So with each experience that I've had, I've grown in my confidence and my willingness to jump in a little more quickly, just like we talked about before on, you know, how you plan it out and you read the instructions where I'm like, screw the instructions. Let's just <laughs> put it together. How hard could it be? Um, perfect example, painted my, ba- our guest bathroom last week and um, not one to put up painter's tape or anything like that. And I just, just kind of dive right in. Yeah. So <laughs> like, Oh, this paint can of paint has been here since 2013 and should be fine. Um, and it was, and it came out beautiful. Anywho. So uh, based on my experiences and then in the past, I've painted in the past and it's been terrible when I first, first started doing it because I was sloppy and I was lazy and and all that but I learned those lessons and I'm able to do this a little more quicker and with more confidence when you rob somebody of an experience what can happen is is that you're robbing them of a chance to learn about themselves by um you know telling them everything that's going to happen without them being able to feel those experiences and build the confidence and knowing that they went through it and they survived and they could keep pushing themselves moving forward. So I apply that to more of personal and professional development. I don't apply that to skydiving or um, <laughs> death defying stunts. Or anything that you need a license for. <laughs> right. Because I feel that uh, you should know things step by step, especially when it comes to skydiving and scuba diving and, you know, things like that. Whereas they're going to go and make a speech or they're going to go for a job interview or things like that. I'm not going to tell you exactly what to say because those are my words, but I'll, I'll talk you through what you have planned and, you know, and I'll work with you on that as opposed to doing it all for you and having you just go out and be the voice. You don't want to be a spoiler of somebody's feelings. Like you want them to, to know how to react to it because you really don't know how they're going to uh, how to how they're going to feel in a certain moment. Some people get into a situation where they're about to talk in front of people, and there's a switch that goes off, and they're good. They just they're in their element. Other people get up, and so you might say, "Hey, what's going to happen when you get up on that stage? Is it's going to just switch and you'll be good?" But that person might be might have horrendous stage fright, and they need to learn that about themselves and how to overcome it. So if they go in there with a false confidence that nothing's going to happen, when that switch goes off and they get that stage fright, they don't have an opportunity to react because they're expecting to be you instead of be themselves. Right. And I like the idea of somebody being able to come out on the other side of their fear and their comfort zone and and say how proud they are of themselves and how happy they were that they pushed themselves and that they're so glad that they did it. And they couldn't believe that they overanalyzed it so much and that they thought about it so much. And because that's the thing, that's the root cause that's going to help them the next time they're going to go through another challenge or something that they're pushing themselves towards, where maybe I'm not going to be there to guide them through that, right? And, and they have it in the back of their mind of, hey, I did it last time. And I remember how great I felt. Because people will choose the opportunity of 
uh, feeling pleasure before they would choose an opportunity of pain. If you listen to Tony Robbins, it's something that he talks about. When people are faced with a choice, they'll choose the one that's more uh, pleasurable versus the one that's going to cause more pain. So, uh, you know, in that situation, when you have enough information to make the right choice and do what's going to guide you in the right direction, having that feeling is only going to propel you is the best way that I could explain that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. it's like we've sp- we've spoken about the uh, the fight or flight response, mm-hmm. and it's good to have a knowledge of what your limits are and what they aren't. Right, like you you may be able to like w- like you with school. You said, "Hey, do I am I able to?" I think one of your things was, "Am I able to have the work ethic to keep going?" and to uh to go through a class am i going to understand everything and you understood it so now you know that if you were to have to go through that you absolutely have the ability to do it and excel at it whereas if there was a different result then you know what your limits are but you still are trying so you can color your limits as far as be realistic but also not sell yourself short right and i think it also goes into for those of you that are sitting there and you're like, but I still don't know how to move outside my comfort zone and trust myself. I think the game that we play sometimes uh, helps me with what's the worst case scenario. If you make this move, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? And if you don't make this move or if you don't try this new thing, what's the worst case scenario there as far as how you're going to feel? Uh, how is it going to affect your family? How's it going to affect your lifestyle? Are you still going to have a balance in your life uh, where you don't feel stressed out? Or, you know, are you going to feel stressed out for a little bit, but the outcome is going to be worth it in the future based on what you're doing? You know, for for me, for school, that meant I hardly had time for anything, right? Because it was school, it was travel, it was work, it was, I had to split myself all different ways. However, the outcome was that I accomplished what I set out to start years ago, right? And I proved to myself that I could do it. And and just that moment for me was enough to make it worth it, right? And um, I think that's where you have to sit knowing what, just like what you said, what your limits are, but knowing what your support is too, in whatever you choose to do. So right now with a lot of businesses uh, being closed or furloughed or um, uncertain or whatever the case may be, some people are thinking thinking maybe this is the universe telling me that I should move on from the career the career I was in and move into something else. Maybe this is the time for me to learn a new skill and apply it. You know, I've always wanted to do X, Y, Z. Um, but the fear is, how do I know that it's going to be okay in the end? And that goes back to, well, how well are you going to plan this out? How well is your thought process planned out? And what is your expected outcome? What's the best case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? And what I've learned is nothing is expected. Um, you know, especially when you have a pandemic like this that just happened and the whole world shut down and it shut down for uh, a month and it might be another month that we're shut down. And so um, nothing is guaranteed. It's only the amount of willingness you have and what you're willing to do to grow your skill and to grow yourself while you're here in this lifetime that um, you can guarantee 
Anything else is out of your control. It's just what you can influence from here. Right now is like a procrastinator's lottery. Anything, especially if you're in the unfortunate, like... You sounded and- really smart when you said that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say that because I'm, I'm, I'm one who procrastinates. I put off... I, I have such a, a set uh, routine way of living my life. And I work, you know, my office is in my house. So I'm so set in my ways that if I have a project that goes outside of that, it takes me a long time to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull the trigger on it. However, right now, there's so much that is on pause that it's a perfect time for you to bring up anything that you wanted to do. Even if you're not a procrastinator, like I'm much more of a procrastinator than you are, but there are things that you wanted to do that you've even said, hey, I'm gonna do this now because, hey, I got time to do it. Let's let's go ahead. And same with me, there's projects that I've had put to the side where I say, okay, well, let me, let me jump forward with that. So right now is, is a perfect time, sometimes, the universe, like you say, puts that puts you in a position where you you kind of have no choice. It says, OK, let's go ahead and get this done because this is where you're supposed to be right now. Yeah. And I think the fear of failure can be um, something that puts that roadblock in front of you. Right. Like, what if, what if this fails? What if people think this is a stupid idea? What if I put my thoughts out there and nobody agrees or nobody reads? It's you doing it is gaining more experience and more practice and more sharpening of the skills and tools that you have than not doing it at all. And there's, um, I think I said this on a past podcast, but I'll say it again. And I actually finally found who the author or creator of this quote is. Um, It's General Norman Schwarzkopf from back in the day from Desert Storm. He has a book called It Doesn't Take a Hero. uh, And he shares 14 rules of leadership. And in one of the rules, he has um, making a decision is the only way to move forward. Yes, even incorrect decisions. A person who makes a thousand wrong decisions is better off than a person who makes no decision at all. Um, Because at least the person that's making the decision is being able to make an educated decision the next time around based on the experience. And I think that's so important if you're sitting at home or in your car or like at the store or you're exercising and you're listening to this and you have that one thing on your mind that really drives your heart, really drives your passion. And maybe you're scared to go on Facebook Live or you're scared to do Instagram Instagram Live or whatever it is. I think this is where you make your decision and you say, screw it, I'm going to do it. What's the worst that could happen? It's not like, you know, I'm going to get quarantined in the future. (laughs) You know, we're going to have to change the way that we communicate things. And why not be the creator of that communication now in the way that you want to be um, seen and heard. And so know that I support you and you got this. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share. We'll see you next time on The Other Side Enterprise.